very warm welcome to this week's Bromsgrove and Droitwich Standard podcast with me, Tristan Harris. Now, if you're on the school summer holidays, we're a, we're a couple of weeks in now. I think we're about halfway through. So pretty soon, parents will be thinking about September, the dreaded September, the shoe shopping, the getting the uniform. And with me today, I've got Christina and Lorraine Murphy from the Rubri Swap Shop. Hello, both. Hello. Hello, Tristan. Now, this was um, set up um, a few years ago. Was it 2015, was it? No, it's only been established since November 2018. To November 2018, so yeah. this story is even more incredible. And what it was, was the uh, Rubri Swap Shop were set up in Rubri initially to um, help parents out with uniform. Um, so obviously it, it, it goes swings and roundabouts, doesn't it? You'll get obviously the rough and tumble children who, who put holes in their trousers and yeah. jumpers and things. And then you'll get others who get all, all the way through their school life. And their jumpers and blazers are pristine. Absolutely. So um, they're the people um, who obviously um, you want to donate. And what happens is is parents donate uniform that's no longer needed, whether they've outgrown it or whether they've moved on to a different school. And and then you um, you check it, wash it, and redistribute it, don't you? That's right. Although our main kind of donor at the moment is schools themselves. So at the end of the year or the end of term they tend to have accumulated all the lost property that hasn't been reclaimed. And obviously they give the parents an opportunity to come and have a look through it and try and reclaim um, the property that's theirs. But often there's bags and bags and bags of it. Um, So we go along and pick it up for them. And that's good. So, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, there's no point in sitting in some secretary's office um, somewhere. It might as well be put to good use. And what, how did it all be, when you launched it in 2018, was it an immediate thing or was it, or did it slowly build up? Um, well, initially, I mean, the idea came to me when I was on a, an exclusion appeal hearing at school and um, I noticed that because the schools look at all the behavioural points that children are getting down to their conduct and lots of children were getting lots and lots of behaviour points just for not having the right school shoes, not having the right equipment. And it really dawned on me that not everybody is in a position to be able to have the right shoes. So if you're coming to school every day just to get grief because you're in trainers rather than shoes and there's nothing you can do about it, you're going to be really anxious and probably quite aggressive, therefore get into more trouble, therefore end up with me sat on your exclusion appeal hearing so for me, it was about doing something around that to address it. Um, so I thought about it for a, a few months and I spoke to my mum about it because I didn't want to go into something like this on my own. So, um, yeah, when she first broached the idea, we thought, oh, it would be a nice little thing to do. We didn't realise the impact it was going to have um, <laughs> on, on the community and our time and effort, but... It's been really worthwhile. It's taken off really big time. And and initially, I was quite worried because when I posted out on Facebook when I set up the page, everybody wanted to donate, and we actually had to go around and collect individual donations, which took quite a lot of time. Um, But then CC Balloons in Rubri Village offered to be a collection point, which really massively helped. So I was gathering all of this uniform thinking, it's taking over my kitchen now, Mm. um... And I wasn't. I was worried that no, no one would want it. No one was going to contact me for it, and I'd just end up with this mass of uniform 
be great for my children, but, you know, I don't think they need to use that amount of it. And then it started, really, and it started to trickle at first. And then when winter came, um, so December, January, actually the coats was the big thing. People contacting us for winter coats for their children, for hats and scarves and gloves. So we had a real rush on those. Yeah, and, and they've already started this season asking for winter coats well before winter's coming. So Did you go and collect them off a few snowmen as well? <laughs> we gave a few out to snowmen. <laughs> they look like they need them, don't they? Um, yeah, because I suppose, going back to the discipline thing, the whole point of a school uniform is what it says, isn't it? It's to make it uniform and to create a level playing field. And then you don't get, obviously, as well as it, the fact it's nice that you're representing the school and gives you a sense of pride. It, it, you don't see some children in designer wear and, and, and other children in, in you know, um, shabby clothes and stuff. And, and I suppose the thing is then, if you've got a uniform coming, then you need to a certain extent to be the, the quality of the uniform needs to be at the same level as well, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, because we've had people contact us that have uniform, but it's so small, it doesn't fit properly or it's got holes in it, and the children are getting bullied for it. So when we're able to alleviate some of that for them, then it's a big pressure off the parents and certainly off the children. And I suppose as well, you know, healthy minds to start the day. You know, it's the same with the whole breakfast thing, isn't it, that Kellogg's was, uh, have been doing about um, offering, uh, setting up breakfast clubs and things. If kids arrive at school nicely turned out, clean clothes, they've had a nice breakfast, then they're going to be ready to learn, aren't they? And it's going to be better for the, the schools. It's going to be better for the local communities because obviously unruly children and young people can cause uh, issues away from the school as well. Um, so, so it's a win-win. Absolutely. I mean... If you got up every morning worried that you were going to get into trouble and there's nothing you can do about it every single day, are you going to want to go to the place where you're going to get trouble? And I mean, a lot of teachers, they're so caring and they will see beyond the fact that somebody's got the wrong shoes on and they understand the context in the family home. But then teachers are more and more stressed out. You know, they're trying to play through mountains of work. So sometimes that context is lost and all they're doing is filling out behavioural systems and really they often, most of them do understand but I'm sure that lots of kids do get overlooked in terms of they're turning up and they're just seen as a child who's a problem, who's creeping up that behaviour chart, who's accumulating more and more points against them. And if you're going into school and you know that you're going to get grief why bother trying anymore mm. they just resigned yeah to. absolutely because if it if it's because you don't have the right school shoes on then and you're going to get grief for that you're not going to be ready to go and learn about shakespeare are you because no. you've already had your head you know bitten off or the playwrights and poets are available yeah <laughs> um yeah i suppose the other thing as well it's the whole school thing. Your primary school gets you ready for senior school. Your senior school gets you ready for your GCSEs and then whether you want to do an apprenticeship or whether you want to go into work or whether you want to go to university. And I suppose ultimately what you learn at a very young age about looking smart and you know being part of society and part of a class and part of a group, I suppose that the first few years is, is probably crucial in determining a person's attitude and approach to life when they come to leave at 16. Absolutely, and I mean... They don't want to feel that they can't fit in, they can't be compliant with things. They want to be able to be part of that group 
and to have a place. They don't want to just be seen as the outsider to that because that causes friction for them and for everybody around them. So which were the first schools that came on board with this? Oh, that's going to really test my brain. Here we go. <laughs> um, I think early starters were Combs Farm Primary, Combs Farm Secondary, Rednall Hill Infants and Juniors. Um, and then, surprisingly, we had some schools just come on board without us even contacting them, such as Cofton, um, North Hill Manor, yeah, the Meadows, um, so they weren't even really Rubri schools as such. So mm. a lot of Northfield schools came on board before all of the Rubri ones. Well, I'm not did. going to try and ascertain where all those schools are because every time we do a Rubri or a Rednall or a Frankly story, you've <laughs> seen it yourself on Facebook. That's not Rubri, it's Rednall. That's not Rednall, it's Frankly. That's not Frankly, it's Cofton Hackett. <laughs> yes. And you're like, hang on, if the story's all right apart from that, surely you can. We will correct it online, but we do we do get we 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 get grief for for that. Um, so yeah. Um, and then, yeah, because when I looked the other day, there's about 25 schools now, isn't it? Yes. You've so got about uh, 25. Green Meadow, my daughter goes there. Yeah. Um, you've got those on board, Northfield Manor. You've got a couple in Bromsgrove, haven't you? We've got Waisley Hills High School. Yeah. Um, we've got Holywell. We've also got Rigby Hall Special School. Um, I think those are the ones that we have in Bromsgrove yeah. currently. Um, the rest are the kind of Birmingham. But I think line. we said as well, didn't we, like, like New Starts, because when New Starts opened up in Frankley for South West Birmingham, they've now been contacted by Acox Green, Hall Green, Small Heath and all these other places in Birmingham. Um, so um, so that's how it's going to be, isn't it, I suppose, because it's starting in Rubri. You've got these Sally, Sally Oak schools and stuff, isn't it? Uh, it's just starting to trickle it's out. Trickle out there way. to uh, Kings Norton. Yes, King Norton's boys contacted yeah. us recently. So it's, it is great. Turf's Green as well. You've got, yeah, We've got lots of Turf's turf Green. Yeah, schools, I saw all yeah. those. Saw those. It was quite cool to see the little badges, actually, because <laughs> yeah. they're always nice. Can't fit them all in, though. Yeah. You never know what the stories are behind the badges. Obviously, with a Catholic one and a fish, you can yeah. pretty much guess that, 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 what that story is, but some of them look like they've got interesting tales to tell. Um, that could be worth a book, actually. We could, <laughs> you could fund some of the, uh, some of the, the projects through a, a book about school badges. Um, so now you're here today... And um, you want a little bit of help, don't you? You're looking for storage, is that right? Yeah, so what happened at the end of the summer term is 25 schools contacted me and told me they had um, lost property. So that was an initial issue. It filled my conservatory, my study, my kitchen. It already had taken over my bedroom and I had to move to the living room to sleep. Um, it's everywhere in my house, basically, and I think it's starting to take over my mum's house as well now. But then, also on top of that, the, the local community, the donations that have been pouring in from them is just overwhelming. When CC Balloons contacted us and said we needed a removal truck to come and get the donations, I thought they were joking. So my dad went down to collect from CC Balloons and then phoned my mum and if you would like to... Um... Yeah, he was, he was ranting a little bit. And he said, um, he's got a people carrier. He said, I've collected 16 black bin bag lot full of uh, school uniform. Where do you want it? <laughs> we hadn't really got anywhere to put no. it. So it ended up back in your house, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. But that was just one collection. You should have said to him, look, if you carry on ranting at me like this, you're going to find yourself in an exclusion here. Then. Yeah. <laughs> we will not tolerate behaviour like that in this household. 
So yeah, but so it's good that uh, social media, it's, it's, it's the key, isn't it? It is, It yeah. is the key. Every single thing we do when we put it on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you get a brilliant response. And we're hoping this one will be the same. So, so you're looking for, have you got any, I don't suppose there is there any preferences as to where the storage unit will be? Well, ideally, as local as possible. As local to Rubra, yeah? Yes. Um, one, just for logistics for myself and my mum. But also the fact that I do want to keep it at the heart of Rubri community because actually it's them that make it happen with their donations and also recently supporting with all the washing of the 25 schools worth of lost property. It's massive. Um, and I want it to be about Rubri supporting other communities as well rather than it's just a name. Because we have got a, rubric, a nice Rubri community as well. I go to the packed meetings, they're always well attended. Every time I go to Rubri, it's always a great atmosphere and stuff. Um, but as well, I suppose there will be more schools out there. Obviously, you probably want the storage unit first before Absolutely, we say this. 100%. But there are going to be more South Birmingham schools and um, Bromsgrove schools that... Uh, I mean, God, I don't even get started on the Bromsgrove, the amount of first schools and middle schools in Bromsgrove. But, um, I mean, it's a good thing or... I suppose the other option is, is to maybe get like a sister organisation, and if somebody in Bromsgrove is interested in doing this, they could always because you're 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 the person you're the go-to person now with how to do this. They could contact you and, and set up a similar one in Bromsgrove, couldn't they? I mean, they could do, but I think what we'd be keen to avoid is any conflicts. Mm. Um, the the bonus about having everything coming into a central location is that. So many of the schools share the colours. Yeah. And therefore, if one school's lost property doesn't have it, the likelihood is that another one's will, so we can always provide it. Um, and we're keen, obviously, to expand. But as you've rightly said, in terms of the storage capacity, I, I, it needs to go from my home because yeah. I'm literally sleeping in a bed with bin bags around yeah. it at the moment. Yeah. So what we've looked at is there's an old double garage at the back of where I live and we've cleared all of that out but obviously it's a very old garage it's you know run down and we really need some um, people with the skills to come and support us to actually make that usable to store the clothing in. So will that be sufficient for your needs or will you need another storage? I think that would support us probably for... (laughs) I, well, it really well, depends. Judging by the last, uh, yes. the last nine months. So I, I think it's a short-term fix to yeah. buy us 12 to 18 months to then look for more permanent storage. You could have one of a similar size, and then you could say, schools A to J are in this one, yes. K, K to P are in the other one, and uh, the people will know where to go. Okay, so let's just recap. We need storage space long term but short term there's a double garage if there's any tradespeople out there who'd, who'd just be willing to give a little bit of time help the community I dare say we'll be doing a follow up story so a little name in the paper could help and on, on, on the website and um, and then what's the best way to get in, in contact with you F- through the Facebook through the page Facebook page would be preferable yes okay so it's the Rubri Swap Shop Facebook page dead easy to find um, there's loads of uh, lists on there of schools that are already involved obviously if schools are in a position where they think they might want to join as well. Hopefully, we'll get the storage of the space sorted first, and then grow this uh, this this massive operation and extend it. Um, then, if there's schools in Bromsgrove or the surrounding areas, uh, or more South Birmingham, as you said, it's trickling out Selly Oak and Kings Norton and Bourneville and stuff. Um, then they can obviously uh, 
be part of it as well. And it's, it's, I mean, it's a win-win, isn't it? Because the kids who you've seen in the exclusion hearings, hopefully there'll be less of them. I mean, we can't say that it's going to be a dramatic change to start with, but it will be a start. And anything that you can do to help anyone, please get in contact with Christina through the Ruby Swap Shop Facebook page. We'll put a story online as well, and we're going to share it around, aren't we? We're going to share this around, and, uh, and we'll find that storage shop. I'm convinced that we'll get that storage. I hope and so. Then, uh, and then we can do that. Could I just mention that um, you don't have to have clothes to donate to ask for uniform. You can be given uniform even if yeah. you don't have I mean, to donate. That's the other thing, because there might be parents, well, there probably will be parents listening to this who are thinking, oh, my God, you know, counting down the days, where are we today? Um, we're on uh, the um, 7th, of, yeah, 7th of August. They'll be thinking, oh, no, it's less than a month till the kids go back, and I'm really in no position to be getting uniform. So if you are in need of help as well, please get in contact with uh, Ruby Swap Shop and you'll be doing Christina a favour in a way because there'll be one less yes, black bag if you come definitely. and take a few clothes definitely. so um, so yeah and obviously um, yeah just just you know it's all for the kids at the end of the day isn't it absolutely you, 100% you know I mean? but also for the parents because it's stressful having children yeah. it's hard to provide sometimes and it's okay to ask for help so and, and sorry everything is free everything no is free anything no charging, and do you need volunteers, by the way? At the moment, until we've got the storage capability, volunteers, I mean, there's only so many people I can fit in my house with single file around it at the moment. So I think eventually we will want to ask for volunteers, but the washers have been amazing. And also I'd really like to mention New Starts in yeah. Frankly because they've really helped us. Um, <clears throat> previously, we've had to actually drop off each individual order and we've been doing that for months and months um but they've allowed us to drop off all the bags to them so that we can focus on the people who might have more logistical problems accessing it further yeah. afield so that's really helped and made it manageable with the amount that we've had coming through recently marion's great down there and uh, we, we've uh, we, we do a lot for, uh, with new starts as well so new starts are helping young kids get a new start as well as uh, yes, as well definitely. as older people that's brilliant. So, yeah, Ruby Swap Shop, Facebook, go on there if you need uniform, if you've got uniform to donate, if you're a tradesman who can help, uh, or even if you're like a local supermarket who thinks, you know, it'd be quite nice to give a, a bit of washing liquid towards the uh, Ruby uh, Swap Shop, because it all helps, doesn't it? it and if, does, you, it if really you're does. running a free operation, obviously your overheads, as if the community can help come together and cover those overheads, or anyone who wants to help in any way or even if they've got an idea for you just get in touch and run it yeah, by you yeah please do i mean because at the moment and since we established in november we funded it all between the two of us mm. um so we haven't received any grants no any funding off anybody so it is literally us just yeah. buying the powder paying the water bill yeah. so anything can help really okay well, thanks for joining us. Are you happy to sit and chat for a little bit through some news stories? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, right, this came in yesterday. Now, this is one of the most shocking stories we've covered in a long time. A Bromsgrove man's been arrested in connection with one of the largest ever seizures of heroin in the UK. The £40 million worth of the Class A drug was picked up on a container vessel heading for Antwerp in Belgium. The ship docked at Felix Doe on Thursday. The following day, the Border Force Officers National Crime Agency removed a container and they found 398 kilos 
of heroin concealed in it. The drugs were covered with towels and bathrobes, of all things. The heroin was removed and the container returned to the vessel, which was carried on to the, point, to the port of Antwerp. On arrival, the container was collected by a lorry and taken to Rotterdam, all the time under police surveillance. So these guys would have had no idea that the, uh, that the officers were following them. And then on Sunday, a suspect took steps to unload the contents. The Dutch police moved in and arrested two people. At the same time, National Crime Agency officers in the UK arrested a man from Bromsgrove who's currently being quizzed by officers. The drugs would be worth at least £9 million to organised criminals, but then when they went to UK or European countries for street value, you're talking £40 million. Now, obviously, this will be a legal case going on, so we don't want to comment too much, but it is good news that those drugs are off the streets because they can cause such... Um, know such uh, devastation to well 40 million pounds worth of drugs spread that out to the amount of devastation to families um, another big story a popular Bromsgrove wine bar has been put up for sale for 1.5 million pounds just two years after it opened independent restaurant St John's wine rooms which boasts a net profit of approximately 200,000 pound a year is currently being listed on the Sydney Phillips website St John Street venues described by chartered surveyors as being adjoined to an, an historic Georgian house, which is currently unused to its full potential. Uh, the site also offers potential buyers a huge scope for further development. It's got excellent outside space, and it's even got a roof terrace with a beautiful view over Bromsgrove and the church. It is um, a fantastic place, um, and yeah, it only started in 2017, and I think. I suppose when you start a wine bar or a bar or a pub, you never know how the community's going to go. Are they going to visit it? Are they going to just shun it? Uh, but this one captures the imagination. We, we, did, we did try and contact um, wine bar owner David McNally to ask him for um, uh, a statement, but he didn't want to comment at this time. If you want to go onto our website, bromtogrestandard.co.uk, it is our best read story of the week so far. And there's plenty on, on that and on Spotted Bromsgrove, plenty of comments, so you can join in the conversation there and have your say. There's a lot of nice comments about St. John's Wine Rooms and um, how people are hoping it will, it will be purchased and carry on um, as a successful venue for the centre of Bromsgrove. We've got sad news now. Um, the co-founder of Witchbold Fudge has passed away after losing her brave cancer battle. Um, Helga Peter, she was just 36. She formed the company with her husband, Justin Bowen, five years ago. She continued in her main job as a financial analyst, as well as raising the couple's two children, Brent, seven, and Seren, who's five. She also became a parish councillor. Um, the, the three years ago, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, which spread to her brain a year later, just weeks after the launch of Droitwich Salt Fudge. Um, and I think as the couple was were going through um, their difficult times, the the Witchbold and Droitwich community pulled together and without them, Justin, I remember him saying the Droitwich Salt Fudge would not have been launched on time. Um, I mean, the pair were hard-working, lovely community people. I met them on numerous occasions and they were so lovely. Um, and in fact, I saw them at just the Droitwich Food Festival this year. And um, I mean, the way it happened was just heartbreaking, really. Um, Helga accompanied Justin to the food festival this year, on July the 4th, she was given news that her brain tumours were under control and she could now begin driving again, having been unable to for two years. But then just two days later, the couple received the results of other tests 
um, of, of, of different parts of her body and they found out that it had spread to her liver and lungs and not only that, no further treatment could be given. The disease quickly took over her body and she passed away on Monday. And she died peacefully, um, surrounded by the people who loved her. Um, Helga was born and grew up in Antwerp, met Justin 16 years ago, um, playing online computer games. They met up a year later after, and after getting together, Helga moved to Worcester with Justin. Then they went to Witchbold, then they started Witchbold Fudge and such a lovely couple, lovely family. And just, you know, we've had so many tributes on the Droid Witch Standard Facebook page and it was shared to Spotted Droid Witch as well and so many, so many lovely tributes. And Justin said, the outpouring of support from people far and wide has been testament to how wonderful she was. We will miss her terribly, but part of her legacy will be that the amazing support of our local community, which bold, um, which bold fudge, will continue to grow and thrive. He just wants people to bear with them as they take time to grieve as a family, but he is hoping soon to organise, um, hope the community will join them in celebrating Helga's wonderful life. Okay, so sad news there. And just before we uh, leave the news section, um, I know you'll be anxious to find out about the uh, Bromsgrove Dining Club, the first Bromsgrove Dining Club, because have you been to the Longbridge Dining Club? No. No, because that's uh, the d it started off in Digbeth, didn't it? You had the Digbeth Dining Club, and then it went to the Longbridge Dining Club. Digbeth um, sorted that out there. And now we've got the Bromsgrove Dining Club, which we featured last week. Now, sadly, um, just after we did the podcast last week, the uh, the astronaut was cancelled, the amazing uh, aerobatic astronaut that I was lo really looking forward to seeing, and I'm <laughs> sure other people were too. Um, there was an injury there, so... God knows, probably best not to speculate <laughs> what the injury was because if you're doing that kind of stuff, it, it's not going to end well. Um, but they, they are confident that um, when he's back on his feet or back in the air or whatever the expression is, he'll be, uh, they will be rescheduling that. So hopefully we will get to see an astronaut land in Bromsgrove uh, for an out-of-this-world experience, no doubt. Um, but the Bromsgrove Dining Club, more than 6,000 people headed down to the wreck. Wow. Must have been this podcast and the coverage in the Bromsgrove standard, obviously, that, that uh, led to that. Um, yeah, there was loads of um, vendors there. Only Jerkin, Original Patty Man, Bourneville Waffle Co., Dim Sum Sue, Urban Cheesecake, um, and uh, Cheryl Welsh, the um, Bromsgrove District Council Centre Manager, said it was an extremely successful event. It's great to see such a wide mix of food and drink stalls, some of which included our own local traders. We look forward to working with Digbeth Dining Club on another event in the future. So don't worry if you missed that one or you couldn't get down there. Or I know my mum and my sister, actually, they went to Bromsgrove on Saturdays. They do every Saturday. And they said that's had to come back because they couldn't find a parking space. So there we are. So but it, was, it was too successful. No, nothing can be too successful. But there will be another Bromsgrove Dining Club event in the future. Well, thank you ever so much. To, uh, oh, no, before I go, before I go, hang on, before I leave. Um, good luck to everyone doing A-levels and GCSEs a week later. But the A-level results come out next Thursday. And... Yeah, good luck. Hope you get the results you want. And don't worry if you don't, because obviously there's the clearing process. There is a place out there for whatever you want to do next. No point in stressing. In the same way you don't have to stress about uniforms, don't stress about exam results, because there will be a solution. And um, everything happens for a reason at the end of the day, doesn't it? That's my belief. So there we are. So thank you so much for listening. Um, a big thank you to Christina and Lorraine as well for coming in. Ruby Swap Shop check out that on Facebook whether you need uniform whether you can offer storage space or whether you're a tradesperson 
who can help renovate the double garage. That will give them a short-term solution, the storage base for the long-term solution, and also washing powder. You know, if you've got some washing powder, <laughs> you want to give us some washing powder. Claire's up next with the entertainment. For all the things to do and see this week, it's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Gate. Thanks, Tristan. Yes, we've got some really fun events to look forward to this weekend in the Bromsgrove and Droitwich areas. Starting off on Paper Day, that's Friday, the 9th of August, the day your standard is delivered. Two great live music events happening on Friday night I don't want you to miss out on. First is Free Spirit Sounds, live music at the Hot Pole Inn in Bromsgrove. Always a great time there. And I've heard these guys are amazing, so do check them out. Then also we've got Cookie putting on a show at number 3A in Aston Fields. That's always a great show too. I've seen Cookie perform before love her then on saturday the 10th of august upton warren sailing club are inviting you to come and try sailing for free it's 12 noon until 5 p.m and it's at the aztec adventure center in upton warren b61 7 er is the postcode for your sat nav it's opposite webs of webs garden center if you've ever been there of course everyone's been there so you know exactly where it is and again i'll stress it's absolutely free especially if you say you've heard it on this podcast or saw it in this week's paper take the kids and have a fun afternoon sailing and it's free again i'm going to stress that how cool is that learn to sail for free ahoy then after you're back on dry land it's all about swing dance classes, and they're going to be going on at the Art Tricks. Rob and Sarah are encouraging Bromsgrovians and Droitwich people to come and have a good time while learning a new skill and getting mentally and physically fitter. All about swing.co.uk is the website for all the information. 3 p.m. start there, and it's going to be great. It's also the Salwarp Fate at Salwarp Village Hall on Saturday. WR9 OAH is the postcode for your satnav. This is going to be a family fun day with loads to see and do. There's going to be a classic car show, bouncy castle, an assault course, teas, barbecue, bar, stalls, games, a magician, they tell me this year, live music, and a dog show, even a dog show. 2pm start. Definitely get yourself there if you're local to Droitwich or you just fancy a lovely day out. It's going to be fantastic. And if all those classic cars at Salwarp get you in the mood for some Grease Lightning... It's the Grease Sing-Along, also on Saturday at the Art Tricks. They want to welcome you to the singing and dancing world of Grease. This is the most successful music movie musical of all time, apparently. All the details for that are on their website, arttricks.co.uk. And I love those sing-along events. I've never been to a Grease one before, but I really do want to come to this one. And I pity the person who comes with me, because I think I know every single word, but I can't sing. But it's going to be amazing. Then Saturday night, couple of live music events for you. The Brass Beats live music at the Hot Pole Inn in Bromsgrove. They're going to be fantastic. Legend are putting on a show at the Dog and Pheasant in Bromsgrove. And there's also the Arcturix Vintage Festival happening over at the Arcturix. This is going to be an evening of live music with the Strays, the Fireballs and the Delray Rockets all performing there. 6.30pm kickoff. Moving on to Sunday, the 11th of August. As always, it's the Studley Car Boot Sale. 
B96 6ER is the postcode. Gates open at 6am. Studleycarbootsale.co.uk if you want more details on that. Also on Sunday, there is a bandstand music in the park event happening. That's Sanders Park, of course, with the Sovereign Brass Band there this Sunday. Take a deck chair, take a stroll around the park from 2.30 until 4.30. It's totally free. And what a lovely way to spend a Sunday afternoon. And there's quite a few fun things happening in Sanders Park, actually, over the next week or so. I'll mention a couple next week. On Tuesday, the 13th of August, there's summer fun in the park. Sanders Park, remember, this is with the Circus Chaos Workshops and heaps of equipment to play, learn and fun for all ages, they tell me, from 6 to 106, with the help of professional performer Steve Chaos. It's all going to be going on there 12 noon until 4pm. And then on Thursday, the 15th of August, it's summer fun in the park with the Owl Man. I love this guy. 11am until 4pm. And you can experience a close and personal encounter with his magnificent birds of prey. Have a lovely week, everyone. Back to you in the studio, Tristan. You're listening to the Bromsgrove Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Thanks, Claire. Loads going on again in Bromsgrove, Droitwich and Rubri. So make sure you get yourself to some of those events. A big thank you again to Christina and Lorraine for coming in from the Rubri Swap Shop. And also thanks for listening. Remember, if you want daily updates in Bromsgrove and Droitwich, check out our website. It's bromsgrovestandard.co.uk and droitwichstandard.co.uk. There's also contact details on there if you want to get in touch either about anything on our websites or on this podcast. If you fancy a spot on this podcast, if you've got something you want to shout about across Bromsgrove, Droitwich, Rubri and the surrounding areas, please get in touch and uh, we'll do our best to get you on. And uh, you too can be part of this wonderful concept. I'm off for a little break in the Isle of Wight, so I won't be here next week. I expect Harry will be here next week. But in the meantime, everybody, have a great week. And remember, if you want to join in the conversation, follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And I'll see you in a couple of weeks.